Hi, I'm Dina, teacher and reluctant puppeteer turned host of La Bifana's Table, a podcast dedicated to the art of sacred hospitality, where each week listeners are invited to feast on real-life stories of hope and healing, as well as soul-nourishing conversations with folks from all walks of life who are utilizing their gifts in both small ways and large to make the world a more beautiful place. So pull up a seat, tell some friends, and become a part of a legendary story. Hey folks, Dina here. Welcome back to another episode of La Bifana's Table. Given that just a few days ago was Valentine's Day, I thought I'd go with a solo episode this week as that seems to feel like a bit more of an intimate format. I can't say I've always been a Valentine's Day kind of person. While I certainly love love, I'm a bit rebellious when it comes to bending to the demands of Hallmark, but a holiday is a holiday, and I think anything that gets us remotely thinking about love, relationships, and intimacy is a good thing. Some say Valentine's Day began as a day to honor the Christian martyr St. Valentine, who was supposedly secretly officiating weddings for Roman soldiers against the emperor's wishes. Others say that its origins dates back to the ancient Roman festival of Lupercalia. I think that's how you say it. A mid-February fertility festival, which according to author, mythologist, and friend of Labafana's table, Jen Campus, who joined us on episode seven, is a festival dedicated to several important rituals, including honoring Lupa, the she-wolf, who suckled Romulus and Remus, the twin orphan founders of Rome. I'm not sure about you, but while I certainly would enjoy a journey attempting to understand the actual origins of this day, I'm not a mythologist, nor am I a historian, and that is not an endeavor I wish to take alone. All I can really contribute to this conversation today is to tell you the ways in which this holiday elicits within me an almost wild and mystical longing for communion with that which is greater than self. I'm sure that our longing as human beings to love and be loved can probably be traced back to some primal part of our brain that existed way before the Feast of Lupercalia and certainly even before that of St. Valentine. After 41 years of loving, losing, and longing for mystical communion, I can tell you that to know love in a way that goes beyond the illusions and contradictions we carry inside of us requires heroic perseverance. And so to honor just how far I've come on this journey, I thought I'd read to you an excerpt from my book, Love at the Threshold which is a lyrical memoir that I self-published back in January of 2020 and is available for purchase on Amazon. You guys like that little shameless self-promotion move I did there? I know, I love love, but it doesn't pay the bills. Anyway, this excerpt is dated February 14, 2016. And as I share it you, I can't help but to wonder what the longings of your own heart were at this time and how the sharing of our own stories of love and loss and restoration might not only nourish our souls, but renew our spirits. February 14th, 2016. Teachers at school are making Valentines for all the children. I tell them I find the holiday cheesy. 
My love isn't dictated by the demands of Hallmark. Plus, I'm not the crafty type. I've got no Valentine, just a rotting marriage that lingers on because for some reason, neither of us has the guts to file for an actual divorce. The math teacher at school gives me these schoolgirl butterflies, the kind I haven't felt in ages. I just can't help but be attracted to the measured yet playful way he strives for success. He is the structure to my chaos. He's even taught me how to listen to music again. I love how he has a song for every season and the way he has taught me that every season has a song. Thinking about him, my heart grows soft. It makes me wish I never read that St. Francis prayer. Is it really better to love than be loved? I think of Seal and Don and the way he'd look at her. I wonder what it would feel like having my king look at me as if I were his queen. I don't want to be like that Italian Renaissance poet Gaspara Stomper with her soaring, objectless love. I want mine to land. I begrudgingly admit to myself that I'm being bitter about the holiday and I decide to visit the dollar store. The rest of my night I spend making valentines alone in front of a wood-burning stove. I cut out paper hearts, curl ribbons with a scissor, and attach them to glitter-laden pencils one at a time. I'm actually surprisingly content. I wonder if this is my version of stacking logs. I take the time to write each child an individual note. I begin to imagine the room filled with paper hearts, with all of the people whose lives have crossed my path. Soon enough, the room begins to fill, and I'm swimming in a vast sea of paper hearts. There goes Hamdan, the first boy I taught English to. Oh, and then, of course, the tea man in Marrakesh. And that woman whose magnificent smile caught my eye as I danced the rumba in a square in Old Havana. Surely there is more to love than romance. I think life was better when we were children, when love was simply love. Thanks so much for pulling up a seat to La Bufana's table. To get episodes sent direct to your inbox, as well as other perks such as access to our monthly community and connection hours, be sure to subscribe to my substack, dinagregory.substack.com. Ciao.